Today's show is brought to you by you, or actually for you. The Ziggler Show only exists because you listen in and share it with others. So right now, get an inspirational quote and poster now and every week by texting the word Ziggler, Z-I-G-L-A-R, to this number, 38470. That's it. This is just an offering for you. The quotes and images that gave the Ziggler Facebook page over 4 million likes. You can get one of those sent to your phone to put a spring in your step and a glint in your eye and inspiration in your week. So again, just to this number, 38470, text the word Ziggler. Built around the concept that you can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. Well, remember, you were born to win. But in order to be the winner you were born to be, you got to plan to win, you got to prepare to win, and then and only then can you legitimately expect to win. You see, with integrity, you do the right thing. When you do the right thing, there's no guilt. With integrity, you have nothing to fear because you have nothing to hide. See, folks, failure is an event. It's not a person. Yesterday really did end last night. Today's a brand new day, and it's yours. Friends, welcome to The Ziggler Show. I'm your host, Kevin Miller, and it is my unique privilege to bring today's profound message to you. The Ziggler Show is founded on what Zig Ziggler, the world's most prolific motivator, devoted his life to, inspiring your true performance. You can have the best tools, uh, resources, and even opportunity, but unless you are truly inspired, you'll be hopeful but remain where you are. What is the definition of inspired? Listen to this. To influence or animate with an idea or purpose. Did you hear that? Animate with a purpose. If you want to take action, you have to know and be motivated by true purpose. That's deep, folks, and it is why you are here. Let's dig in and change your world so you can change this world. We need all you've got to offer. Desperate. Hey, friends, in this show, we have something new. Sig devoted his life to helping others get what they wanted. Uh, to help them rise higher. He believed more for them as blessed children of the creator than anyone. And you're here to believe truly in your ability to achieve more. I mean, the reason Zig is the icon and legacy of human achievement is because he got results with people. Uh, The testimonies to his work and success in people's lives are second to none on the planet. So today we're going to bring you one of those testimonies. And folks, I, I literally don't know what's totally in store here. I just got an email from Tom Ziegler saying, I would like to have Jabari on the show to talk about his Ziegler legacy certification experience and what he plans to do with it. So Tom is referring to what you can be a part of too. If you go to ZieglerCertified.com. okay, ZieglerCertified.com. And I'll tell you, I was just talking with Tom and he was a little concerned. He said, gosh, I don't want this to sound like a Ziegler commercial, but this is just a true experience that somebody had at the certification course. And I want you to hear about that person. It just so happens that it's at our course and Hey, this is a business. I, I'm shameless and, and, uh, uh, testifying also to the power we see of what happened to people's lives, businesses, careers, and their success and progress when they go to a ZLC, Ziegler Legacy Certified uh, course. And so there you go. You can check that out. But 
Today, we're going to talk about Jabari McLennan. He's from Arkansas. And let me tell you what I know of him and his background. Then I'm going to bring him and Tom Ziegler onto the show to find out where Jabari is going with his newfound uh, certification and outlook on life and his goals, which again, I'll be hearing that part of it as candidly as you will. So here, when I was just kind of quizzing Jabari on his background and who he is, here's what he, here's what he had to say. He said, I have played sports for the first half of my life. I was able to earn a football scholarship to Arkansas State University after attending two community colleges. Football was my life, and I trained hard to be able to go and make it to the NFL. Well, God had different plans for me as I chose to walk away from football and pursue a career in the business world and be a husband. This decision brought me to tears at the moment because I never saw my life without making it in football. I was dating my girlfriend at the time, who is now my pretty lady of four years. Uh, she's also a decided redhead, just like Zig's wife. He says, I can't remember how I first heard of Zig Ziglar, but I will never forget the first quote I heard from him. You are where you are and are what you are because of what's gone into your mind. You can change where you are and what you are by changing what goes into your mind. A quote that we actually went over in the last show. Well, he says, as dad would say, and he has in quotes, uh, Tom said, I could call Zig dad. That was a profound moment for me. When I first heard that quote, I was selling knives for Cutco. As time went on, I became very interested in how I could change so that would always lead me back to that quote in Zig Ziglar. Searching for more of his material, I found the podcast, which was before your time, Kevin. I love listening to those five to 10 minute clips that they played. Then months down the line, Kevin, you started to come on and he talks about when I started hosting the show and revived it and you issued a self-talk challenge. He's referring again to the self-talk cards that have been so dramatic and how many people have gotten those since I did talk about them on a show months ago, which you can get at Ziggler.com forward slash self-talk. But uh, Jabari goes on to say, at that time, I heard Zig talk about the importance of a healthy self image. Also, Kevin, you said you were going to do, you were going to do it as well, do the self-talk cards as well. And so I signed up. That's when my world started to change dramatically. I was so sold on everything. I was telling myself in the mirror, I ordered a few CDs and the see you at the top book. I literally did everything Zig told me to do in that book and still can see the benefits today. Uh, and then he says, it kills me because I could tell you more, but I'm trying to keep this email short. Would you like more? To which I replied, yes. So check this out. He says, back in my football days, I always had a goal to play collegiate football. And I even told my mom that she would not have to worry about paying for me to go to school because I was going to get a scholarship to a division one college. Coming out of high school, my heart was truly broken as I only had two offers, which was a community college and a small school somewhere in the Dakotas. Well, I was a man of faith and I chose to view my situation in a positive perspective, understanding that I could still go to a D1 school, Division One, from the community college. I prayed for a mentor to help me understand the game of football more. Folks, just to stop there, isn't that, isn't that incredible? He looked for outside help. He looked for counsel. He looked for guidance. How few of us do that? He did. And he says, Terrence Murphy, a legend at Texas A&M, uh, and an NFL draft pick to the Green Bay Packers became my coach uh, the second year in community college. He not only taught me a lot about football, but also about my faith, how you don't have faith only on Sunday, but every day of the week. That was huge for me because I never had that kind of example in my life. After his help and my hard work, I earned myself a scholarship to a D1 school. Guess who we first played? Texas A&M. A uh, I can send you a clip on how I messed up and made up for that game and helped us win. 
there are many other great football stories from my playing days, like the third degree concussion I had in my uh, just my third game at Arkansas State. I tell you this in depth because football really shaped the person I am today, but also taught me a lot about much hard work. All along, I never felt a peace of mind from God, and I was fighting him for years trying to make football my calling, uh, which we're going to talk specifically about that, folks. But he says, when I chose to give it up, it was through a lot of praying and talking with the right people. I kind of lost myself there for a while until I ran across Zig's materials. A fire burned deep inside of me and I started to find the real me. I can tell you with no fear of error. I love that Zig line. He says, I love who I've become now. And I'm also excited to speak and help others be better and more positive individuals. I love Zig because he was never ashamed of his faith. And he always talked about his wife. I love my wife more than words can explain and relate with him with Zig in so many ways. Anything that Tom Ziegler says to me brings so much joy because I feel like I'm talking to Zig. I'm overwhelmed with joy because I was able to wear a gold pump. Now he's talking about the pump. If you don't know priming the pump, that's one of Zig's most famous uh, speeches. Uh, so he says, I wear a gold pump when I speak. That means more than any other football scholarship because I'm uh, a part of something bigger than football, which is how I see it. We get a silver pump before we get our gold pump uh, pin. I wear my silver pump at my day job just as a reminder that every day I was working towards my dream. Jabari goes on to say, I've been in the world of sales since I graduated from college. I started with selling Cutco knives door to door and I'm currently selling automobiles. So folks, I am going to bring Jabari and Tom Ziegler into the show and we're going to find out what uh, I'm going to ask him about some of what he talked about there, but also what is transpiring now for Jabari as he aims for the top. So Jabari, hey, I was I was so intrigued from the first email. Of course, my first email was from Tom saying we got to have this guy on the show and hear his story. Uh, but then when I asked you about you, the email you sent uh, was just incredible. And I'm so curious to hear what you're aiming for because I know that's what Tom's excited about. But before we get there, I want to hit a couple things that you shared. But I also want to start off with you, Tom, and tell me about your time, your experience with Jabari during this recent Ziegler Legacy Certification course. I tell you what, Kevin Jabari, uh, we, you know, I was in my office and, and somebody came in. I can't remember who it was exactly. And they said, we got this guy named Jabari. He's a young guy. He wants to come through our Ziggler Legacy certification program. And uh, the whole team got excited because Jabari's attitude is just infectious. I mean, he's just got this can do. I'm going to make it happen. And, and when you hear somebody like that, you know that in their life, uh, they have had to overcome obstacles. They may have had setbacks, but just by sheer force of will and personality, uh, they make things happen. And, and when a setback comes, they just look at it as just an op- opportunity to grow. I say this, when you, when you see successful people out there, instead of being buried by their circumstances, they're standing on top of them. And so Jabari came in, and I tell you, he just kind of lit up the whole class. I mean, his, his smile, his demeanor. And then from the moment, because it's a five-day class, it's pretty intense, isn't it, Jabari? Yes, it is. <laughs> it's very intense. <laughs> I mean, we start Monday morning, we go Friday afternoon, we have evening sessions, and all in between you're doing your dream planner. Uh, but the moment Jabari left, it's like he never left. He's been emailing and writing and, and uh, Facebooking everybody on our team, uh, just staying connected and involved. And uh, he's got a family, a uh, young family. And uh, he's in the sales world. He's working on that profession as he creates his dream job. And the cool thing is what we do is no matter uh, what your long-term focus is or your short-term focus, 
is when you're working on becoming the best you that you can become and at the same time focusing on how you can help other people reach their potential, no matter what you're involved with, it benefits everyone. So that's why I'm excited to have Jabari on the show. And I'm also excited, uh, Kevin, because he got excited and turned on to our certification program through the podcast. Mm. And I just thought, what better thing to honor our podcast listeners than to have a podcast listener first on the show? Well, and I was going to say that, Jabari. I mean, that's a, such a, a big testimony to me. I mean, we have, you know, we alternate these shows between doing clips of Ziggler and breaking those down and talking about those and then doing interviews. And we've recently done interviews with, uh, you know, strengths finder author, uh, Tom Rath and Dave Ramsey. And we've got some big names coming up and, uh, I, this, this, but you're the star, uh, today. And, uh, so, you know, speaking of that and, and folks in the intro, I did talk about, you know, Jabari's, his, his trajectory of his dream was to play football. He wanted to play division one college ball. He got there at Arkansas state. And then something that you said in your story there, I, well, I wanted to hear it. You said, you said that uh, you played your first game. You guys were playing Texas A&M and you said you could share how you messed up and made up for the game and help them win. I want to hear that story. Yeah, well, I will be more than happy to tell you that story. And um, it was actually, oh man, Texas a and I mean, i tell you this, 78,000 people yelling at you. I mean, they have a wow. huge stadium. So I'm going to just let you know that right now yeah. because that is, that's intense. I mean, it's one thing to just have one person yelling at you, but <laughs> 78,000 people. I mean, that's that's another thing. And what happened is we were – I think we was on the 20-yard line, and it was fourth and third or fourth and four. And what happened is we got the first down. I think it was a run. We ran for it. We got the first down, and I believe that was going to put us right in the red zone. Well, surely enough, guess what happened? A flag came on to the play. And I, you can see me in the background because I have a clip of it, but you can see me. I, I, my head dropped because I was like, oh, I know that's on me. Because down the line, they said, number nine, Jabari McLennan clipping on the play oh. and so man you can you can just see everybody I mean the crowd of course went crazy I mean, uh. of course you're in their stadium and last thing they want you to do is to mess up so of course they they're encouraging uh. yeah great job number nine <laughs> and so surely enough you know we get back in the huddle and you know at that time I don't I just remember you know me training so hard you know yeah. to get to that point you know and one of the things is that you know my coach was Terrence Murphy, who was actually the one, the top wide receiver at Texas A&M. So he was my coach. And, you know, to be playing on that level, you know, we just went through so many drills. I mean, you know, waking up 7 a.m. And I just to focus on what I did wrong at that point mm. was the last thing I needed to be worrying about doing. It's like I was there. I was ready to be able to take advantage of this moment. And, you know, I just – I kind of tuned out everything at that moment, and I remember one of my teammates. He was he was pretty mad at me, and I just you know I just calm you know I just in a nice way I said, "Hey man, calm down, we got this." And so we, of course, that was that play. We went back to four and fourteen. So, oh. so and I, I would never forget the play that we called because it's a play we practice. I mean, over and over and over. And surely enough, we lined back up onto the field. I go out, you know, I play wide receiver, so I, I go out there and line up, make sure I'm on the line. And 
Like next thing I know, I run my route and once I turn around, the ball was right there. I caught the ball and come to find out I was on I was fifteen yards down the field. First down. Uh. And then at that point, the next play, we scored and at that time that was one of the biggest wins for Arkansas State University. And all because I chose not to focus on what I was doing wrong, but focusing on what I need to do next. And that's yeah. just that I understood is just so critical. You know, I've, you know, as a football player, you can be like, man, I dropped the ball. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know what? Well, you didn't make up for the next play. And that, that just, that goes into life for anything you do. And I've learned that. So that's, that's that story right there, Kevin, kind of in a nutshell. And it was, it, it, it defines, you know, a lot of my life right now, just to continue to strive for it and to do what you're passionate and you yeah. love to doing and I love playing football and I wanted to be at that moment playing for a division one team and to be able to come back to Texas because I'm born and raised in Texas so I mean to my family was there and you know they were in the crowd and you know amongst the 78,000 so yeah that was that was a dream come true for me and I- to be able to you know, take that win and yeah. be able to contribute to that. That was oh, man, what was what so a story! Cool. And and to have that, and it brings me. I mean, one of the one of the hot phrases, and I don't want to I don't want to minimize it by calling it a hot phrase. I mean, it's a big deal, but a focal point right now in personal development is looking at the success of people. And I think it's uh, Brene Brown that talks about this a lot. And she she says it's resilience. It's resilience. It's not never failing because we're going to do that. It's, you know, of course, the old quote of getting back up, but re- being resilient. And how resilient is that to screw up in front of 78,000 people and all your all your teammates and to feel that and to be able to recover that quick to go out and make up for it is is dramatic. And so, you know, as I was reading that and, uh, you know, folks, so again, if you if you tuned in here and didn't hear the beginning, he went after sports. That was his life. He decided to walk away. And I can attest to a pursuit of athletics. So my sport was cycling, Jabari. And uh, I had my sights on the Tour de France. That's what I wanted to do. I went to Europe. I raced for a Dutch team. I, com- I competed in the amateur classics. And uh, one of the premier riders on the big team at the time, it was our mentor team, Panasonic, out of the amateurs on the team, he said, I was the one with the talent to go pro. I mean, it was a big time period for me. I did turn pro. I had some good successes, but I, I never fully devoted myself to it. And I have some regrets uh, to that. And not regrets to where I am today, but to re- some regrets to that. And, you know, now when I see bike races, it gets my blood boiling. Um, I, I, I'm, of course, glad I did what I did now. But uh, to th- hear your story and in you deciding, making a decision to not go forward with that thing that you had devoted your life to, I imagine there's still some longing, even though you may be confident in where you're going, which we're going to hear about, some longing and pain in watching football, and probably always will be, yes? Folks, as we're talking colleges and calling, Concordia University of Wisconsin, they exist to help you with a strategic vision for yourself and support you in functioning at your highest capacity. Concordia University of Wisconsin wants to help you develop into a true leader with a new 100% free mini course titled How to Function Above Entry Level. You can sharpen your self-leadership skills through a series of three lessons delivered straight to your inbox featuring videos, worksheets, essays, and interactive polls. You can sign up for free at, you might want to write this down, onlineinfo.cuw.edu slash Ziegler dash course. 
If you like that mini course, Concordia University, Wisconsin also offers a master's degree in organizational leadership and administration. This degree is available 100% online and can be completed in as little as one year. Best of all, coursework at Concordia University, Wisconsin is anchored in biblical principles and centered in Christ. If you enjoy your free course, enter the code Ziggler on your application for a full degree program and Concordia will waive your application fee. So don't miss out on this opportunity to gain valuable insights into your own leadership potential. Take this free mini course today. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely I've contribute, you know, the first part of my life playing football and, you know, even, even going back to, to even get to that point, to get to that game, I mean, coming out of high school, I wasn't a top recruit. I mean, you know, you see a lot of these guys that everybody's talking about. You know, I had the, I had two options, I think I told you about, and one was a junior college and one was that other one. But, you know, and that was discouraging in itself because it's like I made sure I had the grades. I made sure I had the film. I, I did everything I was supposed to do, but still, again, I didn't have the schools coming in, you know, offering me these big scholarships like I wanted. So that was just – a small setback for me as well just to be able to go forward and be able to continue to pursue my dreams so yeah uh, football is definitely a big part of me and I, I had to and that was my junior year and you know I had some I had some other interesting stories but I love to tell you to you guys and getting up to my senior year and when I had to decide with the help of a, a very close very close friend of mine Robbie Fowler just to understand that you know this is you know my life don't have to be about football anymore. And, you know, you know, one of the things he set up there and told me is that, you know, as a football player, you practice more than you play a game. Mm. And you think about how much you have to prepare yourself for one game. I mean, you you have off season, <laughs> you have in season, and you have, I mean, just everything you prepare yourself for is just for one game and let alone maybe, you know, just depending on, you know, 13, 14, 15 games. And then potentially if you did good enough, go to a championship game, but you know, nobody sees how many times you have to practice. Mm -hmm. Nobody sees how much you have to do when you're not with the team to prepare yourself. If you know, you need to get better at something. And it's just as, you know, as they say, it's profound because you, you really have to be dedicated to something and if you're not dedicated to it, you know, you just you just fall apart so quick. And, you know, so it, it was hard for me to let something like that go that first year. You know, I, I never forget the moment I was right there to make that decision. I was standing up and I was in the room and I was talking to, to Robbie. And he, at the time, would always tell me this. And you know what? It's one of those things, you know, Zig always say, you know, you listen to something so many times, but after the, you know, when it gets to that point, you heard it again and it finally registered to me. Well, this finally registered to me. And um, just being a performance-based person that I was, I had to hear this so many times. He said, you know what, Jabari? Always remember this. God cannot love you no more, no less than he does right now. And I will never forget it was quiet. And then a tear dropped down my eyes because at that moment I knew football, I was done. I was over with it. And I was at that time, you know, I was I, I was dating my wife. Uh, well, she was my girlfriend at the time. She was now my, my beautiful wife now. And I knew I wanted to be something more. I just knew football was over for me. Okay, I, yes. I want to I jump in and ask something about that. But, Tom, what, what do you got? 
I was just going to say, Dad has a, um, a quote that I love, and it says, it's something like this. The number one cause of, an un, of a, a, a poor self-image is the lack of unconditional love, hmm. right? And a lot of times, uh, it's not that we're not getting unconditional love from our parents or those around us. It's just that we put this own pressure on ourselves. Like somehow we have to earn everything about who we are. And so when you, t- Jabari, when you talk about performance-based, uh, that, is, that is so critical. And what your mentor said, God will not love you any more or any less than he loves you right now, that is so empowering because it really puts us in that position where it's not about what my performance results are. It's about my motive, my intention, uh, my commitment level, my desire, uh, you know, my story is different because I was a golfer and, you know, golf certainly doesn't have the physical stresses of training that either cycling or football has. Yeah. I always wanted to make full contact golf. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I played college golf and my goal was to, you know, to be a professional golfer and I traveled for a year. Uh, and that is such a mental thing. And I can remember when I made the decision that I wasn't going to do that again. And one of the things that I'm so grateful for is I was able to look back at at two things. Number one is I gave it everything I had. And number two is a new door opened up with something I love just as much and even more. You know, and that's what I'm doing right now. And so sometimes it's a step of faith, though. Sometimes you pour everything in to something and then you realize this is not for me, but you don't know what that next door is. Mm -hmm. Right? And so, you know, my encouragement, if anybody's listening and that's where you are today, you know you need to close one door, whatever that first opportunity that comes along, man, just put the same energy and effort into it because there's no, there's no way you can lose with that approach because all that means, if it's not the right direction for you, you'll find out faster, right? The worst thing you could do is do things half-heartedly because then you take six or eight months to figure out something that should have taken you two months, well, so I want to I want to ask, I mean, because, again, going back to your initial story, you made a statement about uh, you mentioned just the word calling. And so I want to I want to hit on that. I mean, you, there are very few people who once they start off, you know, through high school, through college on, on a trajectory that make the intentional decision to do something different and go away from what they look at as that primary investment. Now they may do it when they're forced to, you know, they're laid off of a job or, or they have to move or there's an illness. I mean, so many different things, but to have the opportunity to be within the midst of it, to be in your groove within it, and then to decide and to question, I want to ask you about that, what that catalyst was because, my gosh, especially in the football format, you know, I, I think of Winston Churchill and his famous quote, you know, young men never give up, never, 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 never give up. And people take that and do it a disservice. I mean, you've got, uh, you know, giving up on your ultimate purpose and conviction. No, but on a roll. And that's what I, what I want to ask you about here. So I got a good friend, Gary Barkalo. He wrote the book, uh, It's Your Call, which uh, shameless plug for him. You can get that on Amazon or at his website, The Noble Heart. But in that, it was so impacting to me where he really makes this differentiation between, especially in regards to your calling, that so many of the things that we say, what, you know, what do you do? What's your calling? And you'll name a, what he says is a role. You say, I'm a father. Well, that, that's a role. What are you without that? Well, I'm a, I'm a, a husband. Okay, what about with that? Well, I'm a CEO. I'm an owner. I'm, I'm host of the Ziegler Show. Okay, well, what are you without that? What, what are you, what is your calling that is going to 
res- it's going to come through. It's going to translate through any of those roles. And, and of course, his, his point there is your calling is bigger than your role. So we never give up on our calling, but we may on a role. And I'm, is that what, where did that seed come in? Were you, as you're looking at your calling, which you use that word specifically, where you realized, okay, football is maybe not the vehicle, the role you want to be in to live out your calling. So as we talk about pain and coming up in Jabari's story, sales pipe drive exists to take the pain out of sales. Pipe drive is a CRM tool for small teams with big ambitions. I talked with the pipe drive team recently and found out that their target market is businesses with 10 or less employees or are on their team for the most part. They exist to help you with your sales. The bottom line is that is cash. Whether you are an entrepreneur or not, sales can be tough doesn't have to be so much. So with pipe drive, the pain and frustration of tracking deals with email and spreadsheets is gone forever. Entrepreneurs like pipe drive because it visualizes your sales pipeline, highlighting opportunities and potential problems, ultimately ensuring important activities and conversations don't get dropped. So head over to pipedrive.com slash Ziggler to start your exclusive 60 day free trial only available to this show right now. Okay. Pipedrive.com slash Ziggler just for Ziggler listeners. You know what? I think it really started on that Texas A&M game when it really started opening up for me Wow! because, you know, after that game, two games later, I had the, the worst concussion, worst injury I ever had. I had a, a third degree concussion and it's a funny story I'll tell about that because <laughs> I was trying to remember who we were playing and uh, they was carting me off the field. And, you know, who we were playing was called the Golden Eagles. But, you know, when somebody's asking you a question, when you had a concussion, the first thing you know you need to do is to hurry up and give them an answer, right? <laughs> and they was, oh, I was in the ambulance and they were saying, you know, so who are you playing? You know, where are you at? What's your name? And they asked me, who are you playing? And I sat there for a minute that what felt like an hour. But, you know, they said, I said, yellow bird, because it was a gold <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the, I heard the guy say, hey, we need to get this boy to the hospital. <laughs> so wow. it, it started there. And, you know, that was, you know, that was just a trying moment for me. And just to be able to have small injuries, you know, I had a great, great junior year. My senior year wasn't, you know, as better as my junior year. And, you know, I just started to see, you know, this, my love for the game start to fall. And, mm. you know, up to, it was building up to that one moment that I had this, I needed to decide because I had, at one point I was still a full-time student and I was going to have to go travel five hours just to train. And I was working part-time. So it was a lot of things on my plate at that moment. I was just like, I, you know, it's, I had to give something up and, you know, it was school. It was, you know, it was football or, you know, I could give up dating my, you know, my girlfriend at the time. And, but at that time it was just like, I knew Everything had led up to that point, and that that was that was a passion for me, and that passion I don't think will ever leave. But I believe, you know, the process of who I became while I played football was something that has molded me into whatever I do now in life because of such dedication and hard work you have to have mm-hmm. just to. You know, not only get a D1 scholarship to be a starter. 
I mean, you know, it's one thing. It's a lot of guys that go out there and hustle. But, you know, to be a starter and, you know, to get out there on the field and have coaches trust you to know, go out there and execute the play. So it was, yeah, I I would say that that was a a big role for me Mm -hmm. and that I learned a lot from it. And like I say, until this day, I mean, just the hustle and the grind that that comes with, you know, getting to that point or giving to that letter uh, level. I, I don't think that will ever leave me because, you know, it's, as Zig will say, you know, it's not a free lunch. And I, I understand that. Yeah. So you mentioned you said the love of the game, which is a, is a, a beautiful line, you know, in regards to sports in general. But if we put that into the aspect of not just the game, but the if you said the love of the job, you know, I mean, I, I, how many people have I heard that have ever said that? You know what? When I, I was in this job, it was great. But when I just I lost the love of the job, I knew it wasn't it wasn't time. You don't hear that. And, and Tom, I'll direct this at you. Uh, you know that I don't think we give enough credence to that, that we expect, especially in the job world. You say, well, you just do it anyways. It doesn't matter if you love it. Why do we uh, why do we? better or more so allow that perspective and give it credibility in sports i mean we we could see that you know everybody's a a sports fan they're watching that man when a guy loses the love of the game and goes on we give that respect but if you put that in the job world you usually get criticism for hey suck it up man it's not supposed to be all all fun and games you know and i think it's a tragedy i think if we if we treated it that way we'd have more people doing valuable work and something they enjoy yeah, let me uh, just share a few thoughts with you. You said it earlier, but your role is what you do. Your calling is why you do it. Two different, two different things entirely. And, you know, why shouldn't you love what you do? And I think the reason that so many people don't or they feel uncomfortable saying that they do is because of a mindset. You see, if you go to work every day to do a job, that's a limiting thing. But if you go to work every day to solve problems, that's something totally else entirely. I mean, that is a whole different concept. And let me explain this. Uh, One of our podcast guests that we had, Rabbi Lappin, he talks about this. He says, you know, um, if you solve a problem for somebody, they're likely to give you a certificate of appreciation for solving that problem. Mm -hmm. Now, there's another term for that. We call that money. Right. Yeah. If you solve a lot of problems, you might end up with a lot of certificates of appreciation. Or if you solve big problems, then you're going to get big certificates of appreciation. And so what if every day we went into our life, our job, our career, you know, if we own our own business and said, you know what? My role is to solve problems. Well, now it's not limited to what you do. It's far more focused on why you do what you do. And I'll just give an example, a a, a real estate example. This happens all the time. You'll meet a realtor who's just fantastic, and they will sell a house to someone, and then that someone will turn around and refer them 30 buyers who buy a house over the next 12 months because their company's relocating to that area. And then they find out later why they got the job. Right? Why did they get those referrals? It wasn't because they were excellent in real estate and knew how to fill out the paperwork. It was because on that very first call when they were driving that prospect around looking at homes and the prospect made an offhanded comment to their spouse and said, you know, I don't know if we can look at homes tomorrow. We don't have a babysitter for the kids. 
And that real estate agent hears that and says, I know someone who can take care of your kids. Because at that moment, that real estate agent was in the problem-solving business, not in the house-selling business. Yeah. Two different things entirely. Hmm. So if your calling is to whatever your calling is, you fill in the blank. And then as you're on that path to do the why of your life, if your view is all about the problems you can solve along the way, people are going to reward you endlessly with certificates of appreciation. And so when we're in the problem-solving business, we can love it every day. That's why, you know, Jabari's come through, and he's a certified trainer, and he gets to go out and, and work with companies and individuals who can help, you know, help them do goal-setting and relationship-building and personal development. But did you know that everybody listening to this podcast can take exactly what you learn on this podcast and other shows, and you can do the same exact thing right now in your car driving down the road with your kids, at the office with your teammates, in your community, just by sharing what you learn and being focused on solving the problems of others. When you get known as the solution go-to person, you will have an endless supply of certificates of appreciation. All right. Is, is Kanye still in there in the room with you, Tom? No, she's no? left. Oh, man. I was going to say, you know what? I was going to tell her, we got to get on that. We're going to make a, a graphic for that problem solving business. We're all in the problem. We're going to make an ebook and an audio book out of that. That's the next Ziggler uh, product. Uh, that That's just good stuff. Jabbar, yeah. Yeah. You, one of the things that Tom just kind of resonated with me that kind of really led me to this path I'm on right now, he said, why you do what you do? And, you know, a lot of it really came back to you know, this show, when I first started out my career, I, you know, I, I heard, I didn't know who, who Zig Ziglar was. I probably remembered a quote and that one quote, but I always ran back to the podcast and it was before you, Kevin, but it was before when they just had, you know, yeah. quick snippets and pretty much that was it. And, you know, I, I remember listening to those and I think they break for a little bit because I was listening to the same ones after a while and then after a while, you came back on and you got to the point where you issued a, um, self -talk. a self image yeah. or self talk. Yeah. And that was, you know, to me, that was like, okay, I heard Zig, you know, talk about this. I'm like, am I, you know, talking to yourself in a mirror? I mean, don't, <laughs> I'm not about to, you know, but yeah. then after a while, you just like, well, who else going to be around? <laughs> <laughs> and, and after a while, what happened is, I said, okay, I'm going to take the challenge. And then, Kevin, you said you were going to do it too, so that helped me out too. So I knew I wasn't alone. And when I started looking myself in the mirror and I told myself you know, that I was committed and I understood who I belonged to hmm. and I understood the fact that if I was did my absolute best and at the end of the day, regardless of whatever is going on outside – that if I know they gave my best, then that would be great. And after a while, I started, I got to that 30 day mark and I'm just like, I look at myself in the mirror. I'm just like, you know what? I, I, I'm okay with that, you know, because for a moment, you know, regardless of, you know, if it was not to say, not to say anything about my wife and my boss or anything, but if, you know, if I was happy with my results, then I was my why was I, I was satisfied because I knew I was going to give my 100 mm percent -hmm. and I knew nobody else can be more excited about giving 100 percent than me. But sometimes I was looking for that, you know, acceptance from someone else. Mm -hmm. And it's like 
when you look at yourself in the mirror and you like, I'm committed. And, you know, regardless, you know, at the end of the day that um, I am self-employed, you know, that I'm a compassionate person. And when I start reading those things and it, it just it just confirms I don't that I don't need no other affirmation. But, you know, the fact that I know that I am somebody that is loved by, you know, you know, somebody higher. And, and I, I start getting to the point where I was like, man, I got to I got to read some more of this stuff. I, I got to get some more. I don't know. what. <laughs> and, you know, that led me to see you at the top uh-huh. the book. And because everything that Zig always say, he's, he was talking about his first book. And when I open that book and you see the stairways, guess what the first step is? Self-image. You cannot have a healthy, you, you cannot go on in your life, in whatever your work or whatever you do, if you don't have a healthy self-image. Why? Because that is going to define you. Your your business is going to define you or your, or, you know, something else is going to define you. And that is horrible. I mean, when you play football and you kind of, you know, approve of a football coach or a position coach, I mean, and they don't give you, you know, that pat on the back that you were looking for. It's just like that turns into something else. And that, I believe, was the the why I love Ziggler so much. And I will love it for the end of the day because for the first time, somebody said that you need to have a healthy self-image before you do anything else in life. And that, my friend, is that is true success in my eyes. And that, then you are, you're making Zig proud. He's smiling right now, Tom. Yeah. I was just going to say, I, I love what you just said because, uh, dad has been speaking about this his whole life. I mean, I, I, I tell people six decades of his life, he was actively involved in learning and studying and teaching others. And now, uh, he's passed away, but, but now, we have all these studies that come out and verify it. And, and I'll just, cause I'm most people who listen to the show know I'm a nerd. So here's the new study that I love and I'm going to do a sequence here. I love the sequence to success yeah. and this is a different sequence. So if you're listening, you, you might want to rewind this section or, or get a pin out, but the Harvard, the 75 year Harvard grant study, it just came out. You can look it up. There's a Ted talk about it. But basically what they did 75-plus years ago, they started following the 1938 sophomore class of Harvard students, all men at that time, plus a control group of young boys and young men who came from the Boston Housing Projects, a total of 700 uh, young boys and young men, and they followed them all these years, and they did all kinds of interviews with them every year. You know, what do you do? You know, what's your mental state? How are you doing financially? How's your career going? And they collected all this data. Well, at the end of the 75 years, they then ask the survivors, because less than 10% are still alive at this point. And they ask them a question, and they said, are you happy and satisfied with your life? Right? I mean, if, if a 90-year-old person, if you ask them that question and they say yes, I mean, don't you want to know Why? And so they had all this data. So they went back into data, you know, tens of thousands of documents. They go back 25 years earlier, and they said, okay, what were these people who say they're happy and satisfied at the end of their life, what were they doing 25 years ago that would be the indicator they'd be happy now? Mm-hmm. They were all focused on the same thing. They were focused on relationships. Mm-hmm. Relationship was their number one focus. So here's the sequence to success. If you want to end up your life happy and satisfied, 
right? We all do, right? And relationships is number one. Can you build a relationship without trust? No, you can't. So where does trust come from? Trust is a byproduct of integrity. Okay, so how do you build integrity? Integrity is built by the things that go into your mind, your input. So when we're young, we don't have control over it, right? It comes from our surroundings, our parents, the TV, the school, the coach, you know, whoever. But as we age, we can start making decisions about what information that we put into our mind. So when we put the good, the clean, the pure, the powerful, and the positive, and we start believing in that, we start then building our integrity. So here's the clincher. What is the most powerful input that we can put into our mind? It's our self-talk. And so the story we tell ourselves will determine whether we're 90 years old and happy and satisfied or upset and, you know, and just cratered because our life wasn't without meaning. So the thing that we can do today that puts us in the position that when we're 95, we're fulfilled in our life is we can determine to put the right things in our mind and then have the right self-talk around it. Because when you do that, you build integrity. Integrity creates trust. Trust allows relationships to flourish. And at the end of the day, there's nothing more important in life in life than the relationships that you have. Well, and so that that leads right into where I wanted to go next. I mean, you're you talking about this, Jabari, with the self-talk cards and changing and elevating the story of yourself. I mean, this is fairly recent. I mean, I think I did that, I don't know, spring or summer maybe of last of last year. Um, you know, so we were, we're on your story of football and fast forward. Now you're, you're married. Uh, you got two little girls, right? Two nieces. Those are my two, two nieces. nieces. That okay, yeah, I, saw, yes, I saw those, those pictures. Nieces. Um, a successful sales career. And then it's not that long ago, though, that you are looking at ZLC, Ziegler Legacy Certification, five days uh, down at Ziegler headquarters. So it's a big investment of time. It's a big investment of money. And so you got to go to your wife and say, okay, this is what I'm thinking of doing. What was what was the, the, the real catalyst for you to make? I mean, that's a big leap. That's a big, that's a big commitment. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I heard, you know, you guys, y'all were promoted and everything, but it was one thing that Tom said, and he probably never heard me say this, that really just stuck in my head. And I believe, you know, just in the world itself, this is the biggest thing to help you close. And he said something about time. He said, you know, you know, the, the timing, the timing is now, you know, I think we always try to wait to the perfect timing when, you know, when every when all our, our T's are crossed and our I's are dotted and it's just like at that time I was at a I was I was kinda to be honest, inside internally, I was kinda at a breaking point because I was I knew I was made for something so much better. And at the time I was already you know, I was already committed to, you know, seeing you at the top and doing a self talk. So I was just like, you know, I couldn't I couldn't do anything but pray. I just told my wife I was just like, you know, I know, you know, I know this is what it is, but, you know, it's a process for it and everything. But she was just like, you know, I, I love my wife. because She was just like, well, she was like, hey, it's just money. But, you know, it was a bit it was bigger. It was more to that. So that was the key for me, because I've always I know I've had this passion. And the last thing I wanted to do is to be able to go to the graveyard with the music still inside of me. Mm-hmm. And, and I 
I've heard people say that time in and time out, you know, and I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to live that life. You know, I made a commitment to myself years ago that I don't want to look back on my life and regret it. And, you know, I just knew at that point, it was just like, you know, the time is now. And my goodness, I, that was the best, I, that was the best investment I had. I mean, to be honest with you, because I went up there broken, not knowing what to expect. Absolutely had no idea. And, Every day after we finished, I went back to my hotel room and I just I just had to start writing stuff down because I just I couldn't stop just thinking about all the things that were going to happen, like what I could be able to do or some things I can do to start, you know, getting things on the ground and running. And, you know, I always had I always was anxious of like, OK, so what's tomorrow? I'm like, you know, so what am I going to do tomorrow? And I knew the plan and it was like. I knew that I needed to just be patient and let each day, you know, work its course. And it it did. And when I tell you, man, I was, I was just, I was literally, when I say I was at the breaking point, I was, I literally, you know, would just be in tears sometimes just because it was like, I just know this is not why I'm supposed to be. I don't want to feel stuck. Like in the, I think one of the main struggles, and I think everybody go through this, it's just like, you know, the fact that you, you're not stuck where you're at. I think I was reading something Dave Ramsey had posted about, you know, I think 10 to 20%, the percentage is off, but he was just talking about that some people never think that they will not be able to stop living paycheck to paycheck. Mm -hmm. And, you know, me, I look at that, you know, just being the positive person, I flipped that. I said, well, dang, that means it's 80% people out there that don't aim to live that life like that. So I'm just like, you know, you're not, I, I've I learned it's, it's a mentality. You know, you're not stuck in that, you're not stuck where you're at unless you think you are. Mm. And, you know, once you stop thinking you are, you start trying to find ways to get out of that rut. And I was there. And, I mean, I'm the prime example of it. And that, and that's a big deal. I mean, going back even to your football story of, you know, this play, you royally mistake you know make a mistake and then the next one you you recovered and you more than made up for it and so here at a breaking point that's not general i don't think so tom unless you correct me i i don't generally see somebody at a breaking point is the time that they would make such a big jump such a big decision on a positive note if anything they might make a baby step but so many people get stuck man when you're in a valley they're in there and you're here at a breaking point and to make this big of a decision to travel uh away get a hotel make the expense and go there is that's significant that's huge um and you are i i want to ask i'm tempted to ask you okay you went there what was the most valuable insight if you know that let me know if that's too big of a because there's so many i'm looking for the vein of what is a primary thing you got out of it and of course the thing that that we want to i want to end us with is so where are you going next well I believe the biggest thing that I took from it is that, you know, it went back to what Tom was talking about, about relationships, the relationships I, I built hmm. and just how much it felt like a family. I mean, you know, it, it's one thing to go work for a company or go, you know, or go to a certification, go to anything and just feel like, you know, just another person just sitting in the chair that, you know, that invested something and don't, you know, 
I, I, I felt more than what I put in. Yeah. As in, that was the biggest thing I took from it. I think everybody, I don't care who you are, where you are, everybody longed to feel important. Uh-huh. Everybody want to feel value in some way, form, or fashion. We search for that feeling of importance. You know, that's why we have groups. You know, that's why everybody tried to find some social media that maybe fits them or find some group or church or whatever, some something that fits them to help them feel important. And that that itself, man, I don't I don't think you can put a price tag on that in my mind. Because uh, yeah. Yeah, it makes me think of belonging. We all so long for belonging, and that is that is what I hear. And I know, Tom, you don't even know this. In the intro, I said, all right, folks, we're going to talk about this. Somebody's experience at ZLC, but Tom does not want it to sound like a Ziegler commercial, so I'm really trying. <laughs> but but with that, I mean, so for you, you went there, and you got that belonging. That's a testimony here. I got this great counsel. I got great skills. I got great equipping. Um, I got great training, but it was the relationship, being part of the Ziegler family, that belonging and that support. And then I know ongoing, it's the support that people get from uh, the, the ZLC team uh, to help them, you know, progress. So, yeah, so here you are. So you went back home and this was, when, when did you, when, when did you go? What was the day or what was the, uh, November 16th through the 20th, I believe. November. So we're a couple months, uh, a couple months, uh, just that past that. And so what are your next step goals uh as a result of it yes well i will tell you this the i just got back from closing my first deal as a certified trainer and i'll actually be working with some of the businesses here in arkansas small business entrepreneurs to be able to equip them in those courses i've been certified in i literally just finished that up at 215 and that no way. was uh, that's all yeah, I, I, okay so i didn't know that i told folks yeah. i don't know i don't know the end of the story i don't know the punchline and so you have taken you didn't go just to zlc for the personal equipping you're actually taking it and going on as a ziggler legacy certified trainer and you just closed your first deal on doing the train that's that's killer trainer hey man <laughs> high five there you Virtual go high, high five, five. You go. oh and, man okay yeah, let, let me let me just pile on for a second um Everybody who comes through ZLC, uh, they all have different goals. Some just want to improve as an individual. Yeah. Some want to take the material back to their companies. Some want to go out and, and sell it and make a living that way and change the world. But they all have this one thing in common, and, and this is something that we, we love, and that is that they understand the difference between success and significance. Success is when you are successful and you have more of the good things that life has to offer, right? I mean, it could be being debt-free, having extra money, having the ability to go travel, you know, all the things that come along with with what the world calls success. Significance is when you help someone else be, do, or have more than they thought possible. And so what you said about belonging, we say that everybody has a longing for belonging, right? Right? And when you are amongst a group of people who were focused on significance, that's a special bond. Because even though every person who's come through, they have their own unique calling, the calling, the commonality of that calling is they all want to move to significance. And so when you walk that out, that means that you are constantly helping your brothers and sisters all over the world in their own journey. Because the only way you get significance is to help them. Yep. 
So, hey, Jabbar, I didn't ask about this, but um, if people want to connect with you in any way, is is Facebook a good place? Or I know you got your website. Which one of those is best? Yeah, Facebook is great. I have my website, JabariMcLennan.com. You can find me on Twitter, JabariM. Instagram, you know, those are some of my main platforms I'm always on. You can definitely be able to contact me via email from my website. It has all the information you need. And actually, I got my Ziggler page on there. But, yeah, you can be able to contact me through any of those. I always have my phone next to me. Yeah. And Okay, so, folks, that, and that the spell the name is J-A-H-B-A-R-I. And then McLennan is M-C-L-E-N-N-A-N. And you can find him on uh, Facebook, which I did last night. I think I sent you a friend, requ- friend request. That's where I saw the pictures of your beautiful wife and the uh, rest of family and everything. So, man, Jabari, thank you. Tom, thank you, man, for the idea of doing this. It was, uh, I got to say, this is one of the more fun shows we have done. I love hearing the real stories. And I think, honestly, I think that's what people can relate to sometimes as much or, or, or more than, uh, you know, one of our, our authors that we bring on uh, because this is where we're all at right here and making it happen. Jabari, man, congratulations on doing what you've done and on closing your first uh, deal in this in this new trajectory. Man, I'm he- I'm eager to hear. Uh, maybe we need to do a follow-up uh, uh, show sometime or at least get an update uh, from Tom or you give it to me on what's happening. It's killer. Uh, so thank you so much. Thanks for just sharing your heart, sharing awesome. your story, and sharing your time. It will bless so many people who can relate in so many ways. Well, Kevin, it, you know, it's uh it's an honor to at one point, you know, be taking a challenge with you without you personally talking to me and now to be at this point, I mean, it's 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 truly truly a blessing and um I'm I'm glad just to be equipped with some of the ability that I'm have just to be able to go out and just really speak hope to everybody whether you want to play sports, or you own a business or you want to go in sales or Whatever it is, it's we just need hope. I, I told myself in my mind, I said, it's enough negative in this world. I want to be on a positive side. So that's that's what I'm aiming for. And things are going to happen. Don't get me wrong. But I, I think Zig said best, you know, that failure is an event. It's not a person. So I'm not going to let that define me. There you go, folks. All right. We'll wrap up right there. There's your there's your challenge for uh, for now. We'll talk to you in the next Ziggler Show. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Thank you for having me.